All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's episode 393 of the Mail Right podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about threads, which is Meta's new competitor to Twitter. At least that's my understanding of it. Um, before we get into our discussion about this new social media tool, um, John, uh, John, who is uh, the founder of, of three podcasts, WP Tonic, uh, The Mail Right Show, and um, a new one for his learning systems business, um, or learning... Anyway, you know what, John? Go ahead and introduce yourself. Yeah, sure. Thanks, Rob. Um, yeah, I do three podcasts from crazy folks. Do The Mail Right Show, The WP Tonic, and The Membership Machine Show. And I'm really pumped up. We're going to be talking about threads. Uh, that's had huge success. I think it's going to be a, a real, going to make a real difference in the real estate business. Um, and we're also going to be talking about Instagram, uh, about some of the key things you've got to know about Instagram. Because of threads, um, I think it also increases the effectiveness of Instagram as well. Back over to you, Rob. All right. So full transparency, even though I, I am, I am familiar with all these, these tools, I've never really used Twitter as a major microblogging platform. I've never used, uh, I have, I have a Twitter profile. I have a few thousand people that follow me on it. To be honest, they've kind of magically appeared like in my opinion. I mean, I tweet, I tweet stuff and I throw a hashtag or two on it and yeah. I just been doing it a long enough period of time that people found me there, follow me, and I feel like they they find me in other places and then they follow me on Twitter. But since I'm not having substantial conversations that are unique on there, I don't feel like I have very much value attached to it. Having said all that, John, I guess my question to you, and I say this with a deep amount of sincerity, is what do you think? How do you think people are going to be leveraging threads? I saw the numbers just like you: hundred yeah. million people signed up. Like, I get it. A lot of people are joining it. Where do you see it going? Well, I, I honestly feel um, I use Twitter a lot more, for, but for my other businesses, I have not focused on it when it comes to MailRight, because I, I totally agree with you. But I, I just feel, unless you're um, selling to the millenniums, or maybe a little bit of Gen X, I'm on the last year, I mean... My birthday puts me in between um, um, Gen X and the baby boomers. <laughs> but um, unless you're really into uh, Gen X or the millennials in urban area, as a real estate agent, I, I wouldn't recommend that you spend too much time on Twitter. And the reasons for that, Rob, is the culture of Twitter. Now, the reason why I use it for my other business is that I do a podcast in the WordPress space and we both utilise WordPress for our businesses that are focused at the real estate industry for your great business and for MailRight. Um, it's a leading tool in our arsenal. Um, but in my other business, um, which is really focused at membership and learning management systems and at the WordPress professional crowd, um, Twitter is utilised a lot. Um, my um, my WP Tonic has about a thousand, but my personal account has slightly under seven thousand followers. Um, not enormous, but not 
unsubstantial. And um, I do a fair bit on and off during the week on Twitter for those businesses, Rob. Now, um, the problem with real estate is the strength of Twitter is also its problem when it comes to real estate is it's in the culture wars. It's in the, the, the con- that in some ways have been accelerated by social media in this country and, and, and not only in this country, in other countries. And when it comes to real estate and being a real estate professional, that's the last thing you want to get involved with, you know, you, you re- unless you make, unless you're going to make the conscious decision that you're going to appeal to a certain time. I know a couple of agents in Northern Nevada that have made that choice. They are highly political individuals. And I know a couple of agents in Las Vegas that have made that decision and they are highly politicised. They put um, on their Facebook, on their Twitter, highly political content of a certain viewpoint. And they've made that decision, um, Robert, um, and I think they've done it because they believe it. And also it it helps them with their marketing and the people that they're trying to appeal to, right? Mm-hmm. right. Um, but in general, I, it's the last thing that I would encourage a real estate agent to go on Twitter because of the pa- baggage that the platform. And that baggage under Elon Musk, even if you love him or hate him, hate him, and in public, um, test um, Reno and Northern Nevada, which is where I roughly live close to, has become a Tesla town. It is dominated. Um, Tesla has one of its mega factories on the north side of Reno and Mm -hmm. must employ uh, directly about between five and 10,000 people and indirectly 30 to 50,000. Um, it's become one of the major... So the last thing you want to do is criticise Elon Musk or Tesla in Reno, Um, right? It's not a great idea, but he is extremely controversial and he's brought that um, to Twitter. Twitter was already controversial and he's just increased it. He's just just put it on steroids, Um, if you love him or hate him, you 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 got to admit that. And also he's made certain decisions. Like the day before um, Fred's was announced, and he must have been aware that it was coming, I think it was one of the reasons why he tried to get out of buying Twitter, because I'm sure he knew he had been tipped off that... Um, Meta was building threads, and I think mm-hmm. that was one of the factors. Um, I don't know. I'm just surmising that. Um, sure. But the day before threads was announced, he um, unless you got a rarefied blue account with um, Twitter, he reduced the amount of tweets that you can read to 600. There is no limit if you got a blue tick account, which um, on the two Twitter um, accounts that I have, I decided to buy that because I mm-hmm. wanted to upload video because we're both big into video and I wanted to upload video to Twitter, right? Mm-hmm. Um, right. 
so he did that at the same, and also he reduced dramatically the out, the power and outreach of the API. Um, that made him very unpopular. And there's just been a load of things that he's done since him and his executive team took over Twitter that have really upset some of the biggest influencers that utilise Twitter, right? Right. And we've had threads come on the mark come on the market. It's been around for it has been the biggest app in take up ever seen. It's up to almost a hundred million people now. Obviously that's because it's linked to Instagram and Instagram had a big audience. And if you've got Instagram, it's really very easy to set up a Twitter account. You've got to have not Twitter Fred's account, and you've got to have an Instagram account to set up a Fred's account. And um, what it comes with, you know, I have my own doubt, doubt, doubts about Facebook myself. I totally agree with you. I, I am not a great admirer of the founder, and I'm not a big admirer uh, of the exec, some of the executive team at Meta, mm-hmm. um, but um, this is going to be a winner, um, in my opinion. And they're going to make sh- they're ma- they're making pretty sure the toxic element that's always been there with Twitter, the kind of engagement discussion, it is a bit of a sewer. It always has been. It is not for the light-hearted. Um, they're, they're making sure to the best of their ability that the toxicity that always has been a part of the Twitter culture doesn't come across with threads. Now, you know, you would agree, I would imagine, that the key thing about being a real estate agent online or in person, is to have conversations, is to have discussions with, to have engagement with people that might be thinking of selling or buying or doing some property transaction. That That is the whole point, isn't it? Well, Fred's, um, that element was missing a bit from Instagram, that bit to have a, um, a conversation. Um, that is going to be highly encouraged by the combination of Instagram and Fred's, in my opinion. What's your comments, Rob? That was a bit of a binge, wasn't it, Rob? Ah. Um, <clears throat> so I, um, I have a few people that I follow on Twitter. The couple of people that I follow on Twitter, I really enjoy. They all, every single one to a person, are what one might call mega influencers or famous people. They use Twitter as their way of making sure that their voice is undiluted by press or other people. You hear directly from them. Um, I, I, I enjoy only that aspect of Twitter. For the most part, it's become a place that I look at and I look at what people are sharing and and how they're sharing it. And I I eliminated how many accounts I followed down to like 10. 
Like, and that's all the value I have found on Twitter is those 10 people, those 10 things. And anytime I go outside those, those places, it seems, uh, uh, like it's, it's spewing mental garbage is the way I view it. Um, it's just distracting and, and not performative for me personally. Yeah. Having said that, I'm also a little bit embarrassed to say that on my content side, all I really share on Twitter is just links to my existing content. I, every now and again, I share a unique opinion on Twitter, but it's never anything revel- revelatory. The microblogging platform, be trying to say a lot with a little, it's just not my format. I like to say a lot with a lot. So. And, I don't, and I think that's okay. There's only so much bandwidth. And yes, you can automate some of it. You can have somebody in your team do some of it for you. You can have an outside agency do it for you. Mm-hmm. And that I always saw it as filler, unless you hire somebody that's extremely experienced, that really spends the time to get to know your voice and can mimic you very effectively online. Um, The most engaging, the most relevant has to be done by you. Um, And... That's time-consuming. That there has to be a payback, and if you don't think you're going to get that payback, you're probably not. You know, you should concentrate on some other platforms, shouldn't you? Yeah, I will say that in terms of there's a few things that I like about Twitter. I'm going to cover them very quickly with everybody. It is still a place that if you're producing original content and you have the time and the energy to have somebody who is an hashtag expert with the keyword research and the tools to analyze Twitter properly, it's yet another platform where organically you can actually gain a lot of new followers. It's not easy, which I think what John is alluding to. It requires focus, expertise, uh, determination, all of those things. But could you do it? I know people who have, who've created huge audiences out of nothing on Twitter. Well, it's been a two-edged... I'm going to be totally frank with the audience, and you know a bit of this, probably don't know everything. You know, folks, um, I've benefited from Twitter and the relationship, but I've also, my business, my other business has been damaged by Twitter. Um, I was... My other business, we were going to run a virtual conference. We had some of the biggest marketing names. And I had to cancel it at the last minute because there was a Twitter campaign run by some members of the WordPress community that do not like me, that have personal enmity Mm -hmm. against me, um, Robert. Um, And they left it to the last week. And they made certain allegations against me that were grossly unfair and um, these people don't have a lot of money so there was no point in going for them <laughs> um, legally. Um, I did investigate it because they cost me a lot of money and I, um, and I had to cancel the virtual summit and it caused me um, a lot of upset which I had to just grit my teeth and. Um, I've got to be honest, a couple of these people, if I ever meet them, I don't know how I'm going to control myself because there's going to be words said. Um, So there's a big WordPress event 
next month and I've decided not to go to it because I know there's a good chance that I'm going to bump into a couple of these people. And if I bump into them, there's going to be a problem. Sure. <laughs> so I, I don't want to get myself into that position. So it is a bit of a sewer, folks, Twitter. I'm sure Meta, the reason why I'm sharing this, folks, is um, that I'm sure that Meta are going to try and keep it, that toxicity of Twitter well away from the platform. Um, <clears throat> I don't disagree. Uh, so there, there is, there, there is a lot of good and bad with every single social media platform. There's just some that are better than others. I personally subscribe very deeply to the creation. Social media for me is, has become, there are a few things, event management, which makes social media just makes a million times easier than anything I've ever seen. And so to me, it's revolutionary still. And then, um, like, and Twitter would do that too, flash mobbing, stuff like that. Like yeah. mass communication and organization is made possible like to an, to an incredible degree by social media. Also, Facebook groups is something that I use not only for myself. We have, we have people that we've interviewed on this show that use it. I use it. Other people that I know use it. Groups where you're containing a conversation, focusing it, and, and then adding contribution. Why Lopo uses it. Yeah. Everybody uses groups and Facebook, like, and you can privatize it. If there was a reason that I was to say Facebook should stay in business, it's because of their event and groups bit. Everything else, I wish, I wish we could scale it down by about fifty times in size, including Mark Zuckerberg's, you know, influence and things like that. But unfortunately, well, let's be frank. To, you know, before we go to our break, Rob. Um, we're going to be talking about Instagram uh, a bit in the, in the second half, folks. But I, you know, let's be frank about it. This is just my opinion. He isn't a great guy. You know, he's got a notorious reputation. Everybody that's done business with him uh, face to face um, really haven't got a decent word to say about him, and that's well known. I'm not. I'm not saying anything that isn't part of the public record. And it's my opinion, and anybody can check it, can't they? Yeah. So let's go to break. We'll be right back. Ladies and gentlemen, stay tuned. We're going to move the conversation over to uh, comparing a little bit on Instagram and threads. Now, mind you, I haven't looked at threads. So I don't feel like I'm a subject matter expert. I'm not even a subject matter curiosity person. So um, what we're going to do is we're going to move... Anyway, we'll be right back. Stay tuned. Can't wait to talk to you. Do you want quality leads from homeowners and buyers right in your own neighborhood? Then you need MailRight. It is a powerful but easy to use online marketing system that uses Facebook to generate real estate leads at a fraction of the cost you'd pay from our competition. We stand behind our work with a no question asked 30-day money back guarantee. So don't delay. Get started today. Go to mail-right.com. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, it's episode number 393. Today, we are talking about threads, and now we're going to move into a comparison between threads and Instagram. Uh, Instagram is a platform that I love to hate. I actually do like Instagram a lot, even though it is a Facebook product. Um, I like Instagram because it's incredibly viable and valuable in the real estate space. It's, it's a place where I think that 
uh, influencers really make a big impact on the world is through Instagram. It's a simpler platform. It's not as cluttered. It is a cleaner platform than uh, Facebook. Uh, I, I, there's, there's more tagging allowed with images. You can do up to 30 tags. Uh, Twitter, you can usually only fit three. So in terms of the scale and reach of your organic marketing efforts, uh, literally Instagram is like thir- 10 times more relevant than Twitter. So, you know, connected to a simpler content format where you're just doing images and or video and that's all you see. So I have a different opinion about Instagram. It's still owned by Mark Zuckerberg, which breaks my heart. But um, I, I actually have a lot of positive things to say about it. And I do know a tremendous amount of real estate agents that have either collected big audiences off the platform. Some of them have even have even turned that into ROI. There are many, many, many real estate people that swear by Instagram. It, it it's it's just it's relevant. That's that's yeah. Well, let's be frank with Facebook. Unless you you know you utilize the group functionality, and a lot of people do, it's one of the saving graces of Facebook platform. Still has a very large audience. Um, if you've got, in, but the thing is, for a real estate agent, unless you you're going to pay money, you know, a Facebook page basically. Mark and his. Um, they did the dirty on a lot of brands, a lot of major brands. They enticed them, a lot of big brands, a lot of professional high-end marketers spent a fortune building Facebook pages and then the carpet was just pulled. Um, you know, the average page to hardly get to any organic traffic. Um, you literally have to get your wallet out to get any um, engagement or, or, you know, get your post, get a reasonable audience. It's paid to play. Um, Instagram, utilising, tagging. Um, when it comes to threads, you know, it's their, um, it's their first version of this. You can't do direct messaging. You can't tag, um, hashtag, and you can't do direct messaging yet. Um, I'm pretty sure that they're going to introduce that pretty quick. But it's just been the growth of it. But they had, you know, for all your opinions about Mark and the other major executive team, they do know social media, don't they? You know, um, he's gone on a bender on, on, you know, the virtual world. You know, um, I don't actually think that's going to play out. But, you know, um, but when it comes to Instagram, I think you've got, like, the main thing through Reels, they're really, and they have done it to an effective way. You know, they've turned Reels to be a real competitor to TikTok and to YouTube Shorts, haven't they? Um, Very effectively, haven't they? Yes. So... Here's my, you, you covered a lot of ground there and it's almost so much I can't even respond to all of it. So, it was just a bleh, would it? Bleh. Like you didn't, you didn't really stay targeted or focused there. No, you well, that's me, isn't it? That's me. Uh, I can't be targeted. I'll try to get a respond to as many of those points as I can. Um, so I'm going to say that uh, 
in terms of who I think is going to win the virtual game, which is a little side comment that you brought, I think Apple's going to pave the way towards making it an everyday uh, kind of product. And I think there's as yet unnamed people that are going to make a vast difference in the virtual world, mm-hmm. such as content producers and things like that. I know people who are entrepreneurial who are working in that space. They've been waiting for a better device than Oculus. It's, it's, it's upon us, I think. Apple joining the fray was a very, very big deal. So there's the, there's my opinion about that. Um, in terms of um, uh, what, what else did you say, John? Well, I do. You know, yes, I was saying that Reels has become a real competitor to TikTok and Shorts, and and for everything you might feel about Mark and his team, they really know about social media, don't they? I think that. Um, I think that the only innovative thing that Mark Zuckerberg has attempted to do is taking a leadership role in virtual reality. And I think he shit the bed. Mm-hmm. I think he shit the bed with almost everything. I think that he's very good at seeing trends and either listening to people telling him that they are trends and then throwing Facebook's massive resources yeah. at those things and building something that works that is similar to something that already exists that we already know is popular. So do I think that he is a savvy guy that understands where the marketplace is going? I think that's his only skill. It's the only demonstrable talent that I've seen Mark Zuckerberg have is that he has followed along with what the marketplace is doing and he's quick to identify what is likely to be a big trend. But did he create the trend? Did he come out of nowhere? No, he stole Facebook. Like he, it was an idea. He he was like, "Oh, this is a good idea," but it wasn't new. It was like, you know, uh, he. It was those already- twins. He got he got sued by those two twins, didn't he? I forgot their names. Yeah, and they succeeded, didn't they? They Wink- they got a Wink- ton of money out of him. It's the Winklevoss twins. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they got bill. Yeah, they they made billions. And now they they are more innovators than. Zuckerberg is. They were one of the very first people into crypto when it wasn't popular to be in crypto, and they put their name behind it long before it was popular. I mean, I'm talking like five to 10 years before it was popular. So the Winklevoss twins are more innovative than Zuckerberg is, in my opinion. So that's so, so I don't lay a lot of store. Zuckerberg might be one of those entrepreneurs that, that has a very long run before he, he, does something that destroys his life completely. But I, I do think that's coming unless he really deeply changes himself as a person. Well, um, the, uh, just to comment quickly on that, it, it's just the success might become a problem because they haven't um, they haven't released um, threads in Europe. They haven't done that yet. This, this organic growth is the North American, mostly the North American market, which is bonkers. We're talking close to a billion users probably by the end of next week. Right? Um, but he hasn't because, the, the, because if you sign up for it, the app, they haven't got a desktop um, product yet you can't use your browser you've got to have the app on the phone um i'm sure that will come um but if you sign up for it you've got to agree to share literally all your private information um literally you're gonna give everything to them uh, um 
And that's why they haven't released it in Europe. And I don't know if they're going to or they're going to be allowed to because, you know, if this does become a major win for Meta, they, they, they're they apart from... Because um, Twitter's always been a small player, hasn't it? You know, in these social platforms compared to YouTube or Meta, it's a, it's a small player in reality compared to Facebook or Instagram or YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, but their dominance, if it does be as successful, which I think it probably will be, is going to be massive. You know, they're going to have a massive share of the social media market. And I think that's going to cause problems. Okay. Um, yeah, I do I do agree with that. Um, and I'm going to add just a couple thoughts because I need to close out our yeah. our the podcast relatively yeah. on time. It's my birthday today and I've got plans. Oh, happy birthday, Rob. Thank you. So, what's, it like, what's it like to be 65? Oh my God. <laughs> I can't I can't walk. I have to pee all the time. It's terrible. Tell um, me. Tell me. Poor <laughs> <laughs> um, Rob, I can tell he's had a he's had a busy day and he's had to put up with 30 minutes of my intense fuel. He just uh, kind of came out of a mouth like a <laughs> Um, I I say this to everybody listening to the show Um, there's no doubt that that there is some merit in being an early adopter in threads if you're a real estate agent and you're thinking about like if you haven't already been an early adopter in something I would say give it a wait to use John's little turn of phrase because you want other people figuring out the strategies and you don't want to spend the 50 hours unless you're a content producer like Jonathan and me or that you're a subject matter expert like Travis Tom, people like that. For us, it makes sense because then we can teach everybody. We get new audience members, new people that follow us. You know, But if you're just an agent like selling real estate, I, I would absolutely be giving threads a long way. Instagram is something you should have had years ago. And it is a place that you can repurpose content that you're creating on other channels like video and things like that. So to me, it's just a value add in every way, well, shape, and form. I totally agree with you. If I was real estate, the two social media areas that you should focus on is YouTube and Instagram and Fred, as far as I'm concerned. I would I I um I think a mixture of mixing Instagram and Fred's, you've got to be in it. And you've got to be into you, and you've got to be in video. But the great thing is, as we have hammered away for about over three years now, is the great news: you can turn your YouTube videos into shorts. You can turn them into reels that you can repurpose them. You can put them on your website. You can put them on your business Google business page. Um, there's just a load, but. Really, social media for real estate agents, if you're going to get a return, it's either YouTube or Instagram threads, as far as I'm concerned. Right. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to wrap it up. We're going to, we're, we're, we're cutting this short show a little short. No bonus content because today uh, is my birthday. This was the only work activity 
I scheduled uh, for the day, John. So oh, nice. take that as what you what you will. Everything else got canceled or moved, but not this. Um, <laughs> so if you would like people to reach out to you, do you even have a Twitter profile? Oh, did you cancel your Twitter profile? No, I got a Twitter profile on uh, MailRite, um, but I think the basic thing to do is go to the MailRite website, mail hyphen right.com and ha- and have a butchers around the website and then book a, a chat with me or Adam and we'll see if we're a good match. What's the best way for people to contact you, Robert? Well, not I'm not going to do the best way today. Um, we've done it on other shows. Robert inboundrem.com if you want to email. But guess what, everybody? Since we're talking about Twitter and threads and things like that, I do have a Twitter profile. It's at inboundrem.com. So Twitter forward slash inboundrem.com or at Twitter. At I would love it if you guys would add me. I do use Twitter every now and again. Um, my big social media push myself for the audience has been a revitalization of a private Facebook group I've had since I started Inbound REM. And I've got about 150 people in it. Yeah. And I'm getting super, super active in the group. I, I'm posting almost every day. I'm enjoying the process. I actually find I have stuff to say to people that already know me. It's never been the case before. So anyway, that's it for me, John. Is there anything that, that you would like to add? Yes. I think they've had enough of me in this okay. episode. Uh, I'm not, I'm not agreeing or disagreeing. I'm just saying, hey, everybody, thank you so much for tuning us in to, like today. I'm in birthday mode. John is in something mode and uh we're we appreciate though regardless we appreciate everybody who tunes in i know it's it's one thing that john and i consistently agree on is we really appreciate our listeners and viewers all right everybody have a good one 